0: As the kids are gathering, I just want to announce uh, that as summer's coming up here, this is the last day of May. Uh, June, of course, is, it begins next week. We're going to start a new series, and I want to just kind of give you an opportunity to pray for that. And um, it, it is, We're entitling the series, What's Love Got to Do With It? So, so with this, Matthew has suggested we, we play that theme song as I come forward. And now, Matthew will have some great ideas once in a while, but this is not one of them, okay? So don't expect Tina Turner singing, What's Love Got? Well, well, yeah, you'd like that idea, huh? Is that, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll let Matthew say that at least you said it was a good idea, okay? Um, but uh, I, the focus, the focus, and listen to this the focus is, because uh, I actually received this question. We, we, I preached a sermon on 1 Corinthians 13. Are you familiar? The love chapter and at that great definition of love, but a- afterwards there was some frustration. How do you do that? Great question. How do you do that? So, honestly, there's, there's a lot that could be talked about. How is it that we live a lot, a love that is uncompromising, an uncompromising love? Because that's what we're called to. And so uh, beginning next week, pray for that series, uh, probably go through July at least. Uh, and so uh, be be prepared for that, um, but today we 're thinking about remembering you know Memorial Day weekend here we are, uh, and there 's good reason to remember you know as a national holiday there 's good reason to take a day and remember those who not only served our country but gave the ultimate sacrifice for for our freedom for this uh, for the country that we live in. Uh, just, just, you know, one of the reasons I, I, I love our freedom is that we could gather and worship, unlike some, some other countries that are unable to. They have to do that in, in secret. Um, Memorial Day is that time to remember. Uh, I was looking through a number of quotes, and, and I appreciate what James Garfield said clear back in 1868. 1868. On, on what they called Decoration Day. Have you heard it called Decoration Day? And the reason Decoration Day was that time of decorating the graves of those soldiers uh, who, who did make that sacrifice. Uh, on that day at, at Arlington Cemetery, he said, I am oppressed with a sense of impropriety in the impropriety of uttering words on this occasion. If silence is ever golden, it must be here beside the graves of 15,000 men. Whose lives were more significant than speech, and whose death was a poem, and the music of which can never be sung. Uh, one of the things that uh, people are encouraged to do on Memorial Day uh, is to have a moment of silence. You know, I think I think it's like 3 p.m. Uh, is encouraged to take that moment to respectfully. Uh, just sit just in silence or stand in silence in respect of those who have died before. There are services to attend. I know in Junction City in the past, it's been at the, the Opera House uh, like 10 o'clock on Mondays. I looked everywhere to see if they were having that. And I, I, I've not seen where it's been announced. I did talk to Phil Irby, who's been involved in that in the past. He still believes there's going to be a service but right now, I leave you with a question mark. If, if you're thinking about a service, Brian? Yes, 10, o'clock. 10 o'clock tomorrow. Okay, thank you. The, hey, I want you to know this, Brian, that throughout Google and, and everything else, they had no idea. So check out Brian. Brian knows all the facts, right? So thank you. Thank you, Brian. <laughs> So anyway, I mean, there's a couple things you could do. It's also a time where families get together, and and man, it so happens that our graduation day has come along with more Memorial Day weekend. We we celebrated, uh, some of us celebrated uh, graduations. Emily uh, Stamfill is graduating. She was here this morning. Also, uh, Hannah is graduating. A couple of boys that I know aren't here: Dylan and and Dawson. Uh, four graduates that we celebrated this morning and. And so uh, uh, last week, I, I ventured in because of graduation day. Last week was my graduation sermon, right? This week, we're going to talk about remembering. It Man, it's so important to remember. It's so important to remember. Uh, what, what do we say if, if we're not remembering? Well, look at someone who doesn't want to remember or doesn't care to remember. Uh, you, would, you would identify them as someone who is unappreciative, maybe a heart. That, that isn't grateful what has been done. So I think it's important that we remember. But what about us as believers? How important, how significant remembering is to us? Matter of fact, I, w- I would say that, that the people of God, we actually benefit from remembering. We, we, we benefit from uh, remembering. But matter of fact, why we come this morning is part of we want to remember. We, we want to acknowledge the God and, uh, th- that's created all things and has done so much on, on behalf of us. We don't want to forget those things. I, so that's the direction. I want to keep it simple this morning. And, and just uh, uh, there's, there's just a couple things about remembering I want to emphasize. First of all, I want to emphasize this, that we remember so we can learn. We, we, we learn out of remembering uh, matter of fact, if, if we even think about the significance of the scriptures that's been written and given to us, sometimes we, we really lose how valuable this is, that along the way, the reason, I, the reason we even have this is because God directed those prophets and, and people uh, all throughout history to sit down and record the activity, the actions, the history of what was going on, plus recording God's, God's very word. The, the things that God said. And it leads us, part of our remembering is being able to read and see what took place and what's been happening. Uh, I, I love the passage in Deuteronomy, that time of giving the law, Deuteronomy 6 and 4. So not only is it, is it a, a book for us to remember, but it calls us. It calls us to remember. In, in Deuteronomy 6 verse 4, uh, it's laying out that time of, of, of pointing out commandments. One of the most valuable commandments, even, even today, that Jesus repeated is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, right? It's there he, he um, spoke that, God spoke that, Deuteronomy 6, and then he said, these commandments are to be on, the, on your hearts. What does that mean? Well, that means you remember these things. You remember these laws. You remember the things that are being said. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. You know, it's, to, you know, it's a means of remembering. I mean, talk about it. Don't set it aside. Make it a matter of something you talk about. Put it somewhere where you could see it. Why? So you can continue to remember what's being said. The verses that follow is also important. He said because, you know, as you're about to enter into the promised land, man, things are going to be great. You're gonna have places, houses you haven't built, and and you know, things are gonna be a lot easier than they are here in the wilderness. And when things are good, guess what happens? We tend to forget. We we tend to forget when things are good. We tend to forget of all the things that went through we went through to get to this place, and and matter of fact, in verse twelve later on, uh, it says be fer- be uh, be careful that you do not forget. Uh, I think it's easy to forget, especially uh, how many of you know busyness. You know, I mean, day in, day out, there's business always in front of us, and, and uh, even, even it comes in the things where we gather with family and we're enjoying life, or we go golfing, or we, we, you know, we fill our lives with shopping, or, or man, there's always something to do. When do we ever stop and, and, and think and, and recollect why, you know, why we have a reason to give God praise? Sunday morning, right? Sunday morning. There, there's even more time that we ought to set aside just to give Him praise and remember. Also within that passage, you got to think about it's, it's not just about me remembering, but it is also something that I'm passing on. It's also something that's passing on. I want my kids to be a part of the celebrations. You know, when when it comes to Easter, yeah, the Easter bunny. Oh, well, yeah, how how wonderful is that? But I don't want them to miss the true message of the resurrection. Uh, and and I know. Uh, those who are technically sound, you know, Christmas is that time we, we think about Jesus being born. Jesus wasn't born around that time. It was a date we won't go into that. But, but still, I wanted my kids to know that it is we're celebrating the birth of Jesus. And why? So I, in, in our family, as we were raising our kids, we didn't focus on Santa Claus so much, but we did focus on, definitely, about Jesus, the significant one. And, and his resurrection. And, and matter of fact, we do it throughout the year. Talking about Jesus, his coming, Jesus, what he said. You know, that's, that's how we raise our kids. We encourage you to take that in your home. It's what we do in church, but it ought to be in your home as well. Uh, New Testament. Now we're in the New Testament. We're not thinking about, you know, we, we do continue to think about those early things that God did. But, but man, the thing we want to be reminded about or the message that we want to continue to be reminded about is Jesus. Uh, that's our significance. That story of Jesus is our significance and, and importance for us. Hebrews chapter one makes it really clear. In the Old Testament, man, God spoke to us through prophets and angels. Hebrews chapter one, but but today the significance throughout Hebrews is that message of God has has communicated us to us in a greatest way through Jesus. So what do we? What's our message? What do we want to remember? It's that message of Christ. We want to remember his coming, his salvation, but also the message of how we are to love, how we are to forgive, how we are to serve. He is our salvation. And so we want to remember those things. Um, Along with learning, there's also that fact of, of we want to learn not to make mistakes, Make, make mistakes like those of the past. As I was in Hebrews, I, I also came to this thought of what it says in Hebrews chapter 3. Uh, the, the phrase that we'd be familiar with, uh, avoid this, the mistakes of the past, it'd be like from Harry Truman. No, not Harry Truman, but Winston Churchill. Actually, several people said this in different forms. But Winston Churchill said, those that fail to, re, uh, to learn from history are doomed to repeat it. You're familiar with that? I think that's true. I think that's why in scripture it's laid out several warnings. One of those is in that Hebrews chapter 3, where where in, in the passage it describes how hey, listen, uh, don't don't be like the people in the Old Testament when they were wandering in the wilderness. They had the promised land ahead of them. What did they do? They rebelled. They rebelled. They they Did not One thing they didn't do is they didn't put their trust in God. They continued to say, we want to go back to Egypt. And then ultimately it said, because they rebelled, because they did not trust God, they they did not enter his rest. And so the warning in chapter 3 is real clear. Uh, Don't miss out. Don't miss out. And all the while, this is presenting the the new... uh, the the new salvation we have in Jesus. Don't miss out. Don't don't miss out by rejecting or rebelling against what God has given us in Jesus Christ. Don't don't forget what we have. Don't forget what we have. Now, it's not just that we learn some things, but man, another reason why we need to remember is because in remembering, it's also a a, a, an act of our ongoing participation. Remembering, it's not just looking back and, and saying, well, that was great. That, I'm so glad that that happened. I'm so glad that, that this took place and it, because it has something to say about my today, something that I'm participating in. Matter of fact, that's the way the Hebrews used to look at that word, remembering. It wasn't just something in the past, it has its effects in my today. Matter of fact, for them, it also has an influence in something moving forward. So when you look at the scripture and it says to remember, it's something that we're a part of. Something that, that is affecting my life. Uh, matter of fact, Dustin Crow says, a, a call to remember, especially when tied to a covenant sign or ceremony, is a vibrant powerful and participo- participatory concept where we recalibrate our lives according to what's being remembered. Uh, if you didn't catch that at the end, man, it changes who I am. It, 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 what, what I'm remembering is, becomes significant to me that it changes my life. Oh, let's, let's think about some of the covenants that took place uh, throughout Scripture. The, the, the first covenant I want to think about is the rainbow. We've probably seen a few rainbows here lately, have you? Uh, a lot, all the rain we're getting. So, but, but how many of you pay attention to rainbows? Maybe, maybe sometimes we don't look for them, but when you see one, what do you do? D- d- you call attention to everybody, oh, look, there's a rainbow. I, I was just thinking about that today. When, whenever someone in our family would spot one, man, there was the announcement. Oh, look at that rainbow. And, and, and where does your mind go when you see a rainbow? Oh, how pretty. <laughs> but but yeah, I was just thinking about that. I, I don't know a time when I didn't think about God's promise. established clear back. You know, when, when, when things were so evil in this world, so evil that God just could not tolerate it, he, he flooded this world or wiped out every living thing except for Noah and his family and all the animals that he, he saved through that ark. But, but after it was done, God made the promise, I'm, I'm never going to do that again. I, I'm never going to flood this world again. How many times over do you think God has thought, well, if, if I didn't make that promise, now would be the time? Over, I, I, I just can't help but think in my lifetime alone, how many times God would have just, maybe just because of me. <laughs> I'm worthy of a flood. Are you? Our sinfulness? Absolutely. Humanity's been worthy of a flood in the mess that we're making of this world as we look around, of the ugliness. But it was, it was through God's great promise, it reveals His mercy, right? So every time I see the rainbow, it is, it is His mercy. I'm not going to destroy the world again through a flood. And it, it reveals His patience and His mercy, uh, and, and so his response to that we find in Genesis uh, uh, chapter nine, beginning verse sixteen: he says, "Whenever the rainbow appears in the clouds, I will see it and remember the everlasting covenant between God and all living creatures of every kind on the earth." So we see a rainbow; we remember that mercy of God. Uh, another thing is the Passover. Uh, The Israelites, you know, remember the Passover. It's one of the things that they celebrate uh, on on a a regular basis. They sit down and and perform this meal. And it came out of, and and matter of fact, I believe it's very foundational to who they are as a people. You know, the promise came well before through Abraham. And and Abraham's family ended up in Egypt because of that famine. And there they began to grow and really become a nation a people. Talking about, you know, uh, a great number of people, and and then they became enslaved to the Egyptians, and so uh, God then brings a delivery, uh, a deliverance for the, the the people of Israel by sending a- by sending uh, Moses and and the ten plagues, and then the tenth plague they were to gather together in their homes. And, and man, all the things they had to they had to prepare a meal, no yeast in the in the bread and all these specific instructions about the meal that they were going to eat that evening. They also uh, killed the, the the lamb and and painted the, the doorpost with blood and and in that night when the uh, the, the final plague came. It was that deaf angel who came over and killed every firstborn in every household except for those who were there participating in this meal and, and uh, had the, the house covered with that blood, uh, the doorpost covered with the blood of the lamb. And, and from that time, even from, from Exodus 12, verse 14, uh, it was said, This is the day you are to commemorate. For the generations to come, you shall celebrate it as a festival to the Lord, a lasting ordinance. That was the establishing of, the, of this Passover. They would continue to remember what? The deliverance of God. The deliverance of God uh, from Egypt. And that was, that, was kind of fa- that was very much foundational to who they were as a people. That was their identity. They celebrated it. They remembered what God did. And, and there's some who continue to, re, to, to celebrate today. Something that's significant in their celebration, it is a remembering back. But again, like I said, it's about who they are, so their identity, but it's also about looking forward. I remember one man sharing with us, a, a rabbi, uh, just, just the details behind it. And at the end of the supper, someone uh, in in, uh, in the family, probably the, the oldest, the elder of the family would go up, and he would open the door and and see if Elijah was coming, or if the Messiah was on their way, and that, that was a part of. Uh, I I don't know whether there was ever a scriptural thing, but that he talked about how they would look forward to seeing you know that Messiah to come. Now for us, you know we, we don't celebrate the Passover anymore. It it seemed rather long meal. You know, it, it might have been good. I don't think it would be like Thanksgiving or anything like that. But, man, it was full of meaning, and, and it was important to them. We, we don't celebrate the Passover. We celebrate the Lord's Supper. We celebrate the Lord's Supper. Matter of fact, the institution, that the coming up of, of, of the Lord's Supper, happened on, on a night when Jesus and his apostles were celebrating the Passover. They were celebrating God's deliverance from Egypt, and on that night, Jesus was laying out this memorial supper that we celebrate. This time for us to remember, and and just to let you know, this is something we celebrate every Sunday. I know many come from different churches. Some do it maybe quarterly, or or you know maybe different times. Maybe maybe Easter and and uh, Christmas. I, maybe those special times they do. Uh, and 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 there is no. Law, sit down to say when you do it. Uh, we we so happen to like to man. Every time we get together, we have that opportunity to do what? Celebrate the Lord's Supper. We like to to remember Jesus and, and what He did for us. So it's always significant to us to remember Christ whenever we come together to celebrate uh, this this meal. Again, when as we come. To this table, it is it is something that that is is not just you know man. We're thinking back to the past of what he did, but it is really what he continues to do. I want you to understand this: when we celebrate this, it's not just what Jesus did; it what he it is what he continues to do. He continues to work in me. He continues to work in you. You that opportunity for you to live in Christ, man. I, I don't know about you, but I continue to need him. I, I, I just absolutely need to have Christ represent me in my every day. And that's the promise. It is an ongoing work in me. It's an ongoing work in everyone. Everyone who believes in him pursues him. And, and not only that, but it's also, guess what we're doing? We're looking forward to when he comes, to when he returns. I, if I could just say it any more clear... Uh, we live Jesus. We live Jesus. We live Jesus. This, this is not, and, and just to participate in the meal is not living Jesus. Uh, going from this place, remembering that we live Jesus, draws us to, to change, to, to learning to do exactly the things I said earlier, what Jesus taught us to do. Hey, he's teaching us how to love. He's teaching us as how to be forgiving. Difficult things, right? He's teaching us how to love, how to forgive, how to serve. He, he's stretching us to be different people. His people. His people. Man, this is a privilege to participate in. I, I, I believe the Jews, when they sit down for the Passover meal, I, I, I know that, that it had to be a place of a feeling of privilege to be called God's people, right? Guess who you are, who's able to, to come and celebrate at this table? God's people. Through Jesus. God's people. God's people. And, and that is absolutely significant. First Corinthians 11:23 and 26 is where Paul repeated. Uh, the words that Jesus spoke in establishing this meal. I want to read those for you. And, and if you did not get a chance, we're, we're going to go right into the sermon and right into communion uh, as we do this this morning. So prepare your cup. Go ahead and peel back the plastic because that's always difficult. But I want to read you this passage. Paul saw it important that we're, we're doing this right, that we're remembering correctly And it's all that focus upon Jesus. Nothing else. It's all that focus upon Jesus. So here's what he said. For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, he took the bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying... This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Let's participate together. Again, he took the bread. Uh, let, Let me pray. Let's pray and then we'll partake. Father in heaven, we praise you and we thank you for Jesus as we come to this time of remembering. Lord, this memorial uh, supper that that Jesus established, asking us, Lord, to partake of the bread and remember the body that was hung upon the cross. To, To take the cup and remember the blood that was spilt so willingly for us, for this covenant that is established between us and between you. God, we thank you for Jesus this day. It's in his name we pray. Amen.